Right now, let's talk college football with Brent Beard from First Coast News at Brent Beard on Twitter. Hey, Brent. Um, listen, I really enjoyed all the pictures uh, from uh, what looked like a wonderful evening, uh, to say the least. You were dressed up, and uh, Brent Beard said, you know, that Bill Shanks is a handsome devil, but don't tell him that. I wore so, a tie. Do you know how much it takes for me to wear a tie, Brent Beard? <laughs> Did uh, did Mama Shanks help you pick one out too? Is that, is that no, something I can do it? it all by myself, Brent? I can do well, that all by myself for sure. But uh, well, yep. I, I know I understand that. Basically, when you when you're basically when you're when you're on TV, sometimes I, it's hard for me to match. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that problem, but it's uh, it's just I don't do it very often. That's the that's that's the biggest problem for sure. All right, uh, Brent, it looks like that Alabama's uh, done with their coaching staff, right? Have they all yes. uh, finished yes. with that now? Yeah, look, Bill, uh, and this is for everybody, unless somebody leaves in the next few hours, uh, they're going to uh, – we're beginning to now have uh, several teams start spring practice. People may not be aware, Auburn starts tomorrow. Wow. So, yeah – uh, so they've got to figure out their uh, their quarterback room. They think with the Coleman kid uh, that they'll be a lot better on the uh, wide receiver. They think they'll be better on the uh, uh, offensive line. Uh, but I'm just telling you, Bill, I'm not sure that quarterback situation is going to be straightened out until the fall if it's straightened out then. So, um, but yes, uh, this week, uh, in the next two weeks, particularly, uh, basically most of the league is going to be started in spring practice by then. We ever have any information about what happened to Cadillac Williams with that situation when he left Auburn? I think that was one of those mutual parting of the ways. I wonder. If, I, I'm, I'm not. I don't know if they considered Cadillac needing a new change of pace. Uh, I, I mean, look, Cadillac helped them uh, and motivate. He was able to coach for a little bit. But the truth of the matter is, um, Cadillac probably needed, from what I understand, you know, to go somewhere and, and learn the ropes more. I mean, who knows? He could be back at Auburn at some point. But no, that's uh, since since they parted ways, that's been rather quiet, Bill. And he went on to the NFL with the Los Angeles Raiders. I actually yeah. wondered if if uh, he had not gotten that Raiders shot, which I think that was official last week, if Kirby Smart would have looked at him. By the way, Kirby Smart, as we mentioned on the show in the previous segment, has hired a new wide receiver coach, James Coley, who had yeah. just gotten the job at South Carolina with Shane Beamer as the receivers coach and then bolted for Athens. Uh, I know Bill King was saying this morning on his show here on the Superstations that he heard some of the South Carolina fans were a little sideways. Welcome to 2024, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And look, I've, Bill, I, just by never where I've been, James Coley is uh, uh, coach as far as covering the SEC. I mean, obviously, he was at FSU for a while, he's been around. I mean, the way – look, uh, James Coley is a good, I think, developer of players. But let's be honest, the reason you, the reason you hire James Coley uh, 
is what he does for you in recruiting in South Florida. Uh, he is uh, renowned for that area, renowned for recruiting that area, and as his um, uh, as his former boss, Nick Saban, was, and you know this well, I, I know your listeners do, any hire Kirby makes is has something to do with recruiting purposes. How about all of the hires that Kirby makes? Yeah, something to do. yeah. It's just kind of that that simple. It's it's uh, it's interesting because you may think you're going to find, but are, aren't we to the point where these position coaches are interchangeable to a certain extent? Yeah. As long as you have someone yes. who can recruit, who cares? Yes. Look, they, as as someone told me, I talked to a consultant the other day for the uh, college football playoffs and, and who has dealt with them and. Uh, that's exactly what he told me. He said, look, it really doesn't matter what position they hire for. Uh, Coaches can coach. They've all coached different positions. Uh, So the point is you bring them in more now, uh, unless you want somebody specific probably for recruiting more than you do anything else. Uh, But wherever you put them, they'll, they'll be okay. But these guys in this day and age, unless you're just starting off in your coaching career, they understand all these positions, and they'll be fine. I I thought it was rather amusing that Georgia also uh, uh, got a coach who was at Georgia Tech. But, look, that's another thing, Bill. Uh, Fans don't realize this sometimes. All these coaches know each other. I mean, they, they play together. They've grown up as rivals or whatever. So there are no real secrets out there, uh, and uh, just because they're they're coaching against the rival, uh, because of these relationships that goes back for years, that really means nothing in the coaching industry, frankly. Yeah, I don't think it does. Brent Beard, our guest, First Coast News, talking a little college football. Where are we on meetings and court cases and SEC, ACC? partnership anything new on that end well we're waiting obviously in the fsu situation uh last friday the acc and their communication with fsu uh what i understand from some of their beat writers kind of gave them a loophole that will help them to uh basically be able to negotiate this 550 million dollars down considerably and then after that happens, uh, their, some of their ACC brethren will be right behind them also. Now, this doesn't happen overnight, as you know. They, uh, Florida State has made it clear that, that they want to go. But if they, they've got to do it officially this summer, uh, if they don't do it by that deadline, I think it's in August, uh, that they'll be there another year uh, and more than another year so. That's the main thing that we're looking at. These committees are still, I think, working. Uh, they've got the five seven done for two years, and and th- that's one thing we need to be clear about. We don't know what's going to happen in twenty six. Tony Petiti, the conference, the uh, yeah, conference commissioner for the Big Ten, amazingly wants to have a not a not just a twelve team bill, but a sixteen team playoff. Uh, at some point, and there's some real conjecture is if they don't have a lot of these issues straightened out, 
or at least doing better with them, NIL and the portal and things of that nature, in early signing day, could the SEC form their own playoffs with the Big Ten? So, I mean, that's something to look for. And obviously, folks may or may not have heard uh, a lot of talk about the early signing period going to the first Wednesday in December and sit around the 20th and 21st, where this year the playoffs are starting. So, man, there's enough stuff to keep track of right now. We used to be begging because we were bored for something to follow, Bill, this time of year. that uh, Those days are gone, aren't they? What What is the benefit of doing that when teams are going to be preparing for the playoffs, though? Isn't that a problem? Well, uh, look, it frankly is probably going to be. But if they have it, I think that dates December the 4th. Uh, or, in other words, it's before the SEC championship games or for the championship game weekend. So I think the thought process is if they could do it then and get it out of the way, by the time you get to when the playoffs start on the 21st, uh, you've got the early signing period done. And there's hope, Bill, that, that December may just be a dead period and just maybe free the coaches up a little bit more. So, I mean, it, whatever date you're going to in December, there's probably me some problem to it. But they're thinking that uh, the first week of December may be a bit better uh, in getting that away from the transfer portal to uh, with going with with that, so. But I still wonder if the, if 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 the real solution to this would be have the early signing period at the either the end of August or the first of August, and have the other one uh, in February, where you uh, on the first Wednesday that time, <clears throat> would that take care of some of that? I wonder. Well, you you do you do wonder about that. You do wonder if that could be a. A solution or not we talked a lot last week about the big 10 of the sec situation and i know i saw something on social media over the weekend that pretty much said this is a foregone conclusion that both conferences are going to expand it is is the expansion of these two conferences to 20 or 22 perhaps the pathway for them to combine to allow for their own championship? Yes. Yeah, that that they would almost morph into one huge league. Uh, and if you if they do that, they would, uh, at that point, just have their own playoffs. Obviously, likely, uh, geez, I guess if, if you're – it's not to say they wouldn't schedule other people – but they certainly could get their non-conference games from each other, too. So that I think they're thinking there would be some benefit to that. I mean, what they're hoping to do is, I mean, they're not, this is not a threat to other people, but I think what, what people are hearing is if some of this transfer portal, NIO, and so forth, if, if, if some significant progress has not been made for those things, that the SEC and the Big Ten at that point may just decide, look, we need to do our own thing uh, and maybe at least go up to another, they call it a tier, uh, and have the SEC on the one tier. On second tier would be like 
Big 12 and the ACC if they're still if the ACC still is still a viable conference at that point. Uh, and again, it, it won't happen overnight. But Bill, I mean, look, six or seven of these uh, ACC teams leave. What what does the ACC do, Bill? Do they do they form some kind of union with the Big 12 at some point? Or, I'm I'm just I'm just wondering out loud uh, if they might go in that direction one day. Could we have lawsuits from any of the other conferences in that regard? Not right now, um, but it, it's interesting you brought that up. One of the things that they're trying to do over the next uh, two or three years is to make is to get rid of these lawsuits. Uh, they don't need that hanging over their head and for them to be able to be free enough to do what they need to do instead of being uh, uh, slowed down by any of that. that that's an astute point. That, that's one thing that I've heard and read that is important is to be able to deal with that over these next two or three years, too. Uh, uh, and, and hopefully you can get rid of that in the, uh, in, in the ACC and some of these other conferences also. Well, I think uh, the FSU thing, as we talked about last week, is the first domino to fall, and then yep. after that, yep. uh, we'll 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 see what happens and who wants whom and where does FSU want to go and who follows FSU. And I mean, there's just a, a variety of of issues that I think are are going to be uh, at at play here. So I think we're all kind of curious about that for sure, and and uh, anxious to see how it all play out for for certain. No question about oh, well. that. Uh, and listen, I wanted to echo something that you, that you uh, uh, texted earlier. Uh, I'm so glad Claude Felston was honored. Um, I've never dealt with a better sports information director in my life that really understood what uh, the media was trying to do and what he needed to do in his own job. Um, and just really sad to see him go, but he, he deserves their retirement. And look, you've you've dealt with SIDs like I have, and there's a lot they could learn from Claude Felton, couldn't they, Bill? No, Lord, everyone I know could learn from (laughs) Claude Felton. To be honest with you, he's a very, very nice man, but he's very good at his job, and he always has been, and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. It's not not even close, really. So, yes, absolutely. Brent, thank you. We appreciate it very much. Good stuff, and we'll uh, talk to you again soon, okay? Good. Thank you, buddy. Take care.